Greetings and welcome to the Hope Recovery Podcast, hosted by Greg Schmalhofer. The Hope Recovery Podcast is published every Monday to help you be successful in recovery and to grow in your faith as well. Hello and welcome to the Hope Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Schmalhofer, and welcome to episode number three. And today we are coming to you from our home studio here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Before we get to the brief devotional for the day, I do want to just thank you for your patience with me as this podcast, the Hope Recovery Podcast, is a brand new adventure for me. And I look at this podcast as just another way to minister to people. I am, and I'm eager to see how God is going to use this in your life, in my life, and as we grow together and get to know each other together, I'm eager to see how God is going to use this. And if you are perhaps struggling right now in recovery, I would just ask you to remember there is always hope with God. There is no situation of recovery or of life that is too great, that is beyond the reach of God. I would encourage you to pray to the true higher power, to the loving, caring, compassionate God of the Bible, and ask God for help, and he will answer your prayer. Today will be a brief devotional, and we do alternate every other week with one week a devotional message, and the next week an interview with an individual from the recovery community. Today will be a devotional message which I've titled, Your Greatest Need, and it is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. It is the story of Jesus healing a paralyzed man that was brought to him by his friends, carrying him on a mat. And when they found that the house was full and overflowing, they opened a portion of the roof and lowered the paralyzed man down through this opening right in front of Jesus. Through this, these 12 verses, I would like to present five biblical truths that I see from this passage. This is a great passage, and there are many, many lessons and principles throughout these verses. However, today I would like to focus on, on these five. And the first one is, Godly friends encourage your faith. Mark chapter 2, verses 3 and 4 go like this. Some men came bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Since they could not get to Jesus, because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. What a great example of godly friends. The paralyzed man wanted to, to get to Jesus. He wanted to go to Jesus in the hope that Jesus would heal him of his paralyzed condition. His friends were determined to do everything they could to get their friend to Jesus. 
his friends were supporting him and encouraging him in his faith, his faith that Jesus could help him, could help him get better, could heal him. And so I ask you, do you have friends like this in your life? Are you a friend like this to others? Do you do everything you can to help your friends be successful in recovery? Do you encourage your friends to grow in faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? When your friends are struggling in recovery or any challenge of life, are you there to help carry them and point them back to the loving God of the Bible? The Alcoholics Anonymous quote from page 95 of the chapter, How It Works, says this regarding friendship. Quote, simply lay out the kit of spiritual tools for his inspection. Show him how they worked with you. Offer him friendship and fellowship. Tell him that if he wants to get well, you will do anything to help. This quote from AA is also another example of friendship, godly friendship. Godly friends should encourage and support each other in their recovery and in faith. The second biblical truth that I see from these passages is your greatest need is always spiritual. Verse 5, when Jesus saw their faith, He said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Jesus saw their faith and the faith of the paralyzed man, and Jesus responded to their faith. Jesus saw that even for this paralyzed man, his greatest need was spiritual. Jesus responded to this paralyzed man and said, Son, your sins are forgiven. The message in this passage seems clear. Even though he was paralyzed, his greatest need was still spiritual. Regardless of where you are at in recovery or whatever other struggle of life you might be facing, your greatest need is still spiritual. Your greatest need is still a restored relationship with God. God does indeed want to meet all of your needs, physical and spiritual, according to his will in your life. While you may have very significant needs for recovery, medical needs, financial, relational, many other very significant and perhaps even dramatic needs, your greatest need is always spiritual and a restored relationship with God. The third principle, the third biblical truth, question God and then trust God. Verses 6 through 9, Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And he, Jesus, said to them, Why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat, 
and walk. The religious leaders questioned Jesus. They questioned God. They did ask the right question. Who can forgive sins but God alone? But they did not like the answer. They did not accept the answer that Jesus gave. For us, sometimes we all question God. And that is okay as long as it does not stop there. It is okay to ask, why did this happen? Why me? Why doesn't God just take this away? Why doesn't God just remove my addiction? Why doesn't God just heal me? Why did God let me go to prison? Why did God let this happen, this illness, this disease happen? It is absolutely okay to question God and ask why. And then we need to move on to trust God. Despite our circumstances, we still need to trust God even when seemingly bad things happen. We need to move to the next question. How will God use this in my life? How can I honor God even now with these seemingly bad events in my life? Question God, and then move on to trust God. And fourth, God can meet your need. Verses 10 through the first portion of 12 says this. Jesus says, But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. God answered the paralyzed man's needs, both spiritual and physical. And this miracle was to point people to the Lord Jesus Christ. God does indeed want to meet your needs, but he will meet them according to his will in your life. God does move in your life, but it is so that people will see God through you. The people here saw the paralyzed man get up, take his mat, and walk out in full view of them all. God can heal you of your addiction, but the way he will heal you may be very different than you would like or different than you expect. It will likely not be fast. It will likely take time, and it will not be easy. But as you carry your needs to Jesus, he will indeed respond to your faith, and he will move in a mighty way, perhaps in a way you never expected. A.A. says this about God meeting needs. On page 28 in the chapter, There is a Solution, it says this, We, in our turn, sought the same escape with all the desperation of drowning men. What seemed at first a flimsy reed has proved to be the loving and powerful hand of God. 
a new life has been given us, or if you prefer, a design for living that really works. God can meet your need, both spiritual and physical. Bring your needs to God today. And fifth, and the last biblical truth that I'd like to share today is your changed life will point people to God. The second part of verse 12, this amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. Everyone saw this previously paralyzed man get up, pick up his mat, and walk out in front of them all. The paralyzed man's life was dramatically changed by his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. This dramatically changed life amazed everyone who saw him, and his changed life then pointed people to God. The passage ends saying, this amazed everyone, and also that we have never seen anything like this. You can have a dramatically changed life as well. God can heal you of your addiction. You can indeed be successful in recovery. Regardless of how long you have been in your addiction, God can heal you. And when God does heal you, you can use your dramatically changed life to point people to the loving, caring, and compassionate God of the Bible. Healing and restoration comes by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So let me close with these these thoughts today. First, I encourage you to seek to have godly friends to encourage you in your faith and in life. Encourage each other in recovery and in faith. And secondly, I encourage you to remember that your greatest need is always spiritual. Your needs may indeed be great, but your greatest need is always spiritual. It is always a restored relationship with God. Thirdly, remember, it is okay to question God, but don't stay there. Move on to trust God. It is okay to ask God, why did this happen? And then move on to trust God and to ask how you can honor God even in the midst of this struggle. And fourth, have confidence that God can meet your need, and possibly in ways you might not expect. Jesus healed the paralyzed man, and he can indeed meet your need today. Put your faith and hope in the Lord Jesus. And fifth, your dramatically changed life will point people to God. Your dramatically changed life, in full view of them all, your friends and family can indeed impact many other people. In time, your loved ones and friends will see the change in your life, and your changed life will point people to the loving God of the Bible. It will point them to a restored relationship with God. 
by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I have for you today. Thank you very much for letting me share. Take care, and God bless you all.